Hi everyone, this is Yosef Siegel, and welcome to this week's edition of the AMM Torah Podcast. This week is Parsha's Hazinu, so let's get right into it. So in Parsha's Hazinu, we see Moshe continuing to make the final preparations for after his death. And this all leads up to the end of the Parsha, where Hashem tells Moshe to go up to Harnavo, uh, which is where he is going to die. And before he died, he would be able to uh, speak to Bnei Israel one last time, and he'd be able to take one look over Eretz Israel, and then he would die. Now Rashi points out, if we look at the Pasuk where Hashem tells Moshe to climb the mountain, it uses very interesting phrasing. This is in Periklam and Ve'ez, Pasuk Memchas. Pasuk says, Vayidaber Hashem Moshe, Hashem spoke to Moshe, Be'etzem hayom hazeleimor. Now, if you tr- the way we translate it, it means on this day, on that very day, saying. If you translate it literally, you could also translate it as in the middle of that day. Now Rashi points out that this is the third time in the Torah that we see this phrase, and he goes through each one of the three cases and shows how they're connected to each other. And the connection gets a little interesting. So the first time it's used uh, is during the Dora Mabel that uh, Noah was building the Teva, and it took him a hundred years to build the Teva, and everyone would pass by, and he would tell them that the reason he's building this Teva is because there's a flood coming that's going to destroy the world. And when he finally finished, the people of that generation uh, decided amongst themselves that they were under no circumstances, they were not going to allow Noah to enter the Teva. And Hashem responded to them that not only would he bring Noah onto the Teva, he would do it right in the middle of the day, showing that it's clear, it's in the open, I'm not hiding anything, and even so, there's nothing you could do to stop it. So we see that this phrase is really used as a response from Hashem against challengers towards him. And we see that in the second time also. Uh, the second time it's used is by Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim, where the Mitzrayim said that, Again, similarly, that under no circumstances, no matter what happened to them, no matter, no matter what happened to Bnei Yisrael, they were not going to allow Bnei Yisrael to leave Mitzrayim. So Hashem said, well, not only are they going to leave Mitzrayim, they're going to leave Be'etzim Hayom Nothing that you're going to do has any chance of working. No matter what you try, this is going to happen. And says Rashi, that's the same thing that happened over here. When Bnei Yisrael heard that Moshe Rabbeinu was going to die on top of that mountain, they said, no way, we're not allowing Moshe Rabbeinu to die. We're not, he's, we're not going to allow that to happen. And Hashem said, in the same way that he did by Dormabel, and the same way he did by Yitzhiya Mitzrayim, that it doesn't matter what you want, this is going to happen. Moshe is going to climb this mountain and he's going to die. Now, this doesn't really make much sense. Are you telling me that Bnei Yisrael... At this point, after 40 years in the desert, on the cusp of entering Eretz Yisrael, they're actually challenging Hashem and saying that they weren't going to allow Moshe to die? That's ridiculous. It's one thing for the corrupt generation of the Mabel to challenge Hashem. It's one thing for the Mitzrayim, who were about to lose millions of slaves, to challenge Hashem. But to say that Bnei Yisrael at this point are going to challenge Hashem and say that we don't care what you say, we're making sure this doesn't happen, that they would say that? That, that just doesn't, it doesn't make sense. So Rav Chaim Shmulevitz, in his Sefer Sichos Musar, which is a collection of his Musar Shmuzin, his Musar Vadim, that he gave in Yeshiva Smir when he was the Rosh Hashiva, so he discusses this question. 
So he, this is in Sicha Chaf Dalet, the 24th Sicha, which is actually on Parshas Vayigash. So he brings several examples from different people in the Torah, uh, actually one from Moshe, there's one in there from Aaron as well. They show that the more effort a person puts into his actions, the more Hashem will help him accomplish his goals. So if a person, depending on how much a person is determined, if they're determined up until this point, and that's how much effort they put into it, then Hashem will reciprocate and put in up until that point of his efforts as well. And if a person is 100% determined and uses all of their abilities to, towards, to accomplish this goal, then Hashem will also put all of his efforts, which are endless, towards accomplishing that goal. So what follows from this? It shows that there is nothing beyond the capacity of a human being. If you're telling me that Hashem pays you back or Hashem contributes his efforts, which are infinite, based off of how much you put into it, then if you're willing to put in everything, then Hashem will put in everything as well, and then nothing, no goal is out of the question. Even the ability to perform miracles is not out of the question. Anything is possible when Hashem is contributing his full efforts to help you. So he says, this is what was going on in the Pasuk. When Rashi says B'nai Yisrael weren't going to let Moshe die, it doesn't mean that they were challenging Hashem. It doesn't mean that they were going to block the mountain. They were all going to stand around the mountain to make sure Moshe couldn't climb the mountain. He means that they were not going to let him die. They were going to use everything within their power. They were, uh, they were going to use all their collective powers, anything that they could do, learning Torah, davening, to allow Moshe to continue living, to serve as a schus, as a merit to Moshe that would allow him to continue to live. We see a uh, similar idea in the Gemara. This is in Ksubis Kuftalad Amin Aleph, where we see the story of Rabbi Yehuda Nasi, who uh, codified the Mishnah, where we see when he was about to die, so the Imal Hamavis was standing there waiting to take him, but he couldn't, because all of the students of Rabbi Yehuda Nasi were sitting in the next room davening. And as long as they were davening, it was serving as a schus for Rebbe, as he was known, and the Malcham Avis could not take him. And what ended up happening at the end of the story is that one of the maids of his house had thought he had already died, and uh, because she was so distraught, she climbed up to the roof and she dropped an expensive dish. And basically when it broke, it caused all the students to look up and they stopped davening for a second, and in that second he died. So B'nai Yisrael were going to do a similar thing. They were going to do everything within their power to make sure Moshe didn't die. Now, Chazal explained that this idea of having your efforts reciprocated by Hashem, it works better when you put together certain efforts and certain goals. It depends on where it comes from. Now, what do I mean by that? Chazal explained that when you feel a strong sense of akaras atov towards someone, a strong debt of kindness, this debt, that type of debt of Akar Satov is so strong that then your efforts can actually prevent or can actually control that person's death. And he says, this is how Elisha and Elio, they were able to perform Tchiyas HaMesim. They were able to bring back people from the dead because those people were related to people that they felt a strong sense of Akar Satov towards. And therefore, their debt was so strong that their efforts combined with the efforts that Hashem put in, they were so strong that they could control the lives of their benefactors. And it's the same thing here. The Bnei Israel felt that after everything Moshe had done for them, 
And Rashi lists all those examples. He says he took us out of Mitzrayim, he split the sea, he brought the mun, he gave us the Torah, a couple, a few other things. After everything that Moshe did for us, for B'nai Yisrael, they said we owe it to him to allow him to live as long as possible. As long as we can hold out and keep Moshe alive, that's our responsibility. That's how we're going to pay back Moshe. So when the Pasuk says that Hashem tells Moshe to climb in the middle of the day, on that day, it's not in response to a challenge. Hashem's apologizing to B'nai Israel. He's saying, you're right. In a typical story, like the story of Yabihud Anasi in the Gemara, learning, davening, these, these actions would save Moshe. But right now, Moshe has to die. We discussed last week that uh, why Moshe couldn't go into Eretz Israel. And right now, B'nai Israel are about to go into Eretz Israel. And this is the next step. It's the end of an era. It's the beginning of a new one. Moshe is not going into Eretz Israel. He, he, he can't stay alive because then no one's going to go in. Moshe has to die. So Hashem says to B'nai Israel, you're right. You're 100% right. Normally, what you're doing now would save Moshe. But right now, I, Hashem saying, I am going to have to change the world, and Moshe is going to have to die anyway. And that brings us to the end of Parshas Hazinu, and to the beginning of Parshas Vazosabracha, which is where Moshe really gives his final, final address to Bnei Israel before they follow, before he, before he dies. And they follow Yeshua onto the next stage of the Jewish people in Eretz Israel. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. I want to wish everyone a good Shabbos, uh, a good Yantiv. We are not going to be sending out a podcast for Sukkot. If you are signed up for the email newsletter, if you receive the Dvar Torah in your email, then you will also receive a link to a Sukkot Dvar Torah that I wrote last year. You can also, if you're not signed up for the email newsletter, uh, you could do that by emailing amemtorah at gmail.com that's a-i-m-e-m t-o-r-e-h at gmail.com and uh, I will be sure to put you on the list uh, or you could just check out the blog itself, oldideasforthemodernmind.blogspot.com that is uh, the URL for the Ancient Ideas for the Modern Mind podcast and uh, you will see on the front page, you'll see the Zvar Torah for this week, the written version of this week's Zvar Torah for Parsha Zazinu, as well as a link at the bottom for a special Zvar Torah for Sukkot. So again, just want to wish everyone a good Yantav, and I look forward to speaking to you after Sukkot. Take care.